All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in key words for the segment. We're joined by Adam. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's our first, Gosh. right? It's our first <laughs> encounter in the brand new year. I know. We're uh, four days in. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, doesn't feel any different. <laughs> <laughs> Remarkably similar to last year. Yeah. That might be a sign of aging yeah. or it might just be the pandemic, guys. It's been like that for a few years, actually. Then recently. it's a sign of aging. Oh, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm right there with you. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, last year fading yeah. into a new year, and that's fine. Speaking of aging, question yeah. unboxing question. How yeah. old are you in South Korea? I don't yeah. like the aging system in Korea. I don't either. And that, there seems to be a <laughs> consensus that around that because it does create more confusion, yeah. essentially, when you meet someone new. And, and I don't know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's hard. It's a bit ironic because Korean laws, mm-hmm. when, when you have a certain, like, legal age, Age to do stuff and not allowed to do stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the Western age that's it applied. It goes by the rather more <laughs> right. far-reaching the international, international age system. system. Yeah. You're right. So why that's are we still <laughs> holding on to this Korean age system? Because in one generation we have to say enough, but yeah. when and who? How? It's puzzling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us your two cents on the topic, guys. Uh, we'll talk about it more in detail with Diane on Question Unboxing. It's time for Keyword News first. Let us clarify some of these headlines for you. This is our first keyword of the day. New Year's address. It's a brand new year and President Moon Jae-in gave his New Year's address, his last as president ahead of an important election. Give mm-hmm. us an overview of what was said. Yeah, just uh, a few months left until that election, in right, fact. Uh, right. Not that long. Uh, but now uh, Moon said he hopes the upcoming presidential election will not be a race of hostility and division, but that of unity. And the president once again pushed for the country's unity. That seemed to be mm. the main agenda of the speech uh, as a whole. Uh, on his administration's achievements, Moon said it overcame numerous challenges. He added that it institutionalized the reform of powerful agencies so that they wouldn't reign over the people. Mm. Uh, By boosting the freedom of the press and human rights, the president said his government led the nation to join the ranks of fully democratic countries. Mm. He pointed out that Korea is the only country to have advanced from developing nation status to developed since the Second World War. Credit where credit's due, and frankly, that also means that we have to take on more responsibility as a developed nation. There's Mm. more expected for us, especially in the human rights grounds, as you just said. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also have to address, I think, repercussions of the pandemic, which the president did as well. Yeah, so the pandemic is something that has, of course, kind of changed the way that uh, the world is kind of react, uh, well, working now. Sure. It seems to be at the forefront of pretty much all the policies that are implemented, not just in Korea, but around the world. Uh, and of course, this pandemic has hit small businesses the most, and Moon pledged to provide compensation and support mm. to these small businesses. And he also said the nation will introduce oral COVID-19 medication this month, hopefully getting those case numbers and critical cases down so that these restrictions that hit these small businesses will no longer be needed. Uh, but he warned it was too soon for the country to let its guard down, especially due to the Omicron variant that's spreading fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon also promised to open the era of South Korea as a pace-setting nation by proactively responding to changes in the global supply chain and technological competition as well. He also applauded Korea for be- uh, becoming a top 10 country, in his words, in various fields, such as economics, the military, diplomacy, mm-hmm. and cultural capabilities as well. All right.
right. Uh, the Moon administration has also been pushing forward with the end of war declaration. Uh, so, of course, as part of his address, I'm sure he had something to say about North Korea. Mm, yeah, he uh, vowed to use his last months in office to press for a diplomatic breakthrough with North Korea. He's a very t- uh, short time span, uh, but he's promised to do that nonetheless. Uh, and he used the term institutionalizing peace, likely in reference to his proposal for that end of war declaration, although there was no mention of it directly. He didn't really call it by name. Uh, in his own address on New Year's Eve, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un actually made no mention of Moon's end-of-year declaration proposal as well. What that signals? Mm, it's open to interpretation. Uh, now, while he didn't introduce any new ideas on North Korea, Moon did acknowledge there is still a long way to go. So right. maybe it could be something uh, for the next administration mm. to try and tackle as well. All right. And turning our attention to our second keyword of the day. Stabilizing economic pressures. So Finance Minister Hong Nam-gi also had some things to say about the economic challenges that we face in this new year and beyond because, frankly speaking, a lot of these challenges are not quick-solving and Mm. they will probably be extended in the months and months to come. So what did he have to say? Yeah, he said the government faces an urgent need to stabilize inflation and the housing market at an early date by mobilizing all available uh, means. Uh, Korea's consumer inflation grew at the fastest pace in 10 years in 2021 one due to of course, surging energy costs and high prices of farm products as well. We saw a lot of groceries mm-hmm. getting a bit more expensive, especially eggs, right. that whole egg conundrum. Uh, now, the growth of inflation is expected to slow this year compared with last year. So some good news or silver lining there. But mm-hmm. of course, we'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see mm. how this year plays out. Uh, but consumer prices are forecast to run at the 2% range amid global supply bottlenecks, which are still happening, mm. high oil prices and uh, economic recoveries as well. Now, Hong also said the country will prioritize supporting small merchants that have been hit by the pandemic, uh, as well as vulnerable groups as well. And he said the government may review another supplementary budget to help Mm. small business owners uh, amid calls by the ruling party. This itself is kind of a controversial issue because... Mm timing of it, uh, trying to introduce another extra budget when the budget for this year is starting to be uh, implemented. And so, of course, we have to come into account in the political realm what are important events are we looking out for, and it's the presidential election, of course. I mean, we just introduced that, you know, pay up front uh, first and review later policy, right? Mm -hmm. And so can we afford to do this? Well, uh, of course, uh, that is the question, and the government will take into account various factors, including the virus situation, Uh, the scope of damage that the merchants are experiencing, as well as, of course, most importantly, the uh, government's fiscal conditions. Can they afford to pay that payout? (laughs) Pay the payout, (laughs) the government subsidies. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Conglomerate pledges. The leaders of Korea's biggest companies have also given their respective New Year's addresses. Uh, there seems to be some common key words that mm. were overlapping uh, yeah. and that were mentioned by a lot of these leaders. That's right. Uh, the main key words that came out were customer experience, uh, decarbonization, and corporate culture, <laughs> organizational culture. Those are kind of the, the overlapping uh, key words and agendas. Now, their addresses actually contrast with their 2021 messages that put more emphasis on corporate responsibility. Mm. 
Um, now, the heads of Samsung and LG, for example, stressed the need for innovation in customer experience. Samsung's top brass encouraged employees to create an agile organizational culture where an individual's creativity can be respected. So go Silicon Valley with ball right. pools and gelato machines? Possibly. We'll have to see. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. I think we're talking about maybe making a more encouraging uh, right. corporate culture where everyone feels included and can be more active in right. giving their two cents. Right, that's right. right. And they, uh, they stress that Samsung needs to boldly abandon the old-fashioned business strategy, something that Samsung is a bit notorious for. Sure, sure. Uh, LG Group Chairman Ku Guangmo uh, called for employees to innovate in their fields as well, stressing the need to continuously create a user experiences, uh, experience that impresses consumers. Mm. Uh, Hyundai Chairman Chong Yi-san uh, vowed to lay the foundations for becoming a top-tier eco-friendly brand that consumers trust the most and are satisfied with. There's rumors that Hyundai are going to abandon um, uh, internally combustion engines completely and uh, go to just solely electric. Um, so it could be Korea's uh, Tesla, who knows. Um, SK Group Chairman Che Tae-wan stressed that every member of the group, quote, should become a frontier full of challenging spirit to cope with uncertainties created by the pandemic and the climate crisis. And he also vowed to cut carbon emissions by 200 million tonnes by mm. 2030. Now, owners of Lotte and Shinsege, rivals in the retail market, gained attention as they both cited hockey, ice hockey star Wayne Gretzky's famous quote, <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take uh, in their respective <laughs> news addresses. And Gretzky's quote has been kind of um, tirelessly been used uh, by many entrepreneurs to emphasise the importance of trying something new. Trying something new and right. risking, taking some risk to ensure yeah. that you're moving forward with a company and, yeah. and it's it's definitely about you know go and go out and get it um mm. isn't the next generation also asking for a work-life balance <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but but anyhow it's tirelessly been repeated for a reason it seems yeah. all right on to our fourth keyword of the day Coal exports halted. So this is of concern. Um, Indonesia's recent ban on coal exports is sparking concerns over possible uh, disrupted energy supplies of some of the world's biggest economies. I mean, it is in demand this season in the colder mm. months. Korea, though, seems to be downplaying the impact. What's mm. the latest? Yeah, so India, Indonesia uh, banned the shipments because of concerns it could not meet its own power demand. So it's kind of keeping it for yeah. themselves. And the trade ministry here says uh, the ban is expected to have a limited impact on Korea. However, the government has set up a task force to closely manage the situation as a precaution. Uh, Indonesia is the uh, one of the world's major exporters of thermal coal, and around 20% of Korea's coal actually came uh, from Indonesia. Now, the ministry said that despite a limited short-term impact, uh, swift and thorough countermeasures are necessary as energy demand, of course, is high, especially in winter. Uh, ministry officials said the restriction is expected to partly delay shipments, but around 55% of the coal to be imported from that country this month will arrive as planned. Uh, they also noted that Korea has enough stockpiled as well, mm. uh, and the imports from Australia and other nations are continuing without a hit. So it seems that we do have enough coal supply to keep everyone warm during the winter. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. 
Omicron deaths. So turning to the latest on the pandemic now, Korea has reported two deaths in relation to the Omicron variant. Mm. Um, they were of significant age and with yeah. underlying illnesses. But let's clarify the details. What's the latest? Yeah, so it's a bit uh, uncertain to, to actually pinpoint or yeah. blame the Omicron variant for the deaths. Uh, they are being re- uh, or uh, looked into. Sure. But health authorities in Gwangju, so two recently deceased uh, coronavirus patients, in the city, who are both in their 90s, have posthumously tested positive for Omicron. Uh, and these are reportedly the first deaths in the country linked to the variant. Now, the patients who did, uh, died on December 27th and 29th, respectively, uh, both tested, uh, tested positive for COVID-19 at this senior care hospital in the city uh, at an earlier date. Mm-hmm. A total of 21 people at the hospital was also confirmed to have the Omicron variant as well. Now, these two elderly women uh, actually had a lot of underlying uh, illnesses, cancer being one of them, mm-hmm. uh, as well as high blood pressure, diabetes and dementia. Uh, health authorities, as I said, are looking into the exact cause of the deaths. All right, and on to our final keyword of the day. Soaring cases. So virus cases in Europe and U.S. are continuing to soar. I'm seeing that worldwide an average of nearly 1.5 million new cases every day. That's a staggering number Mm. and it rings alarm bells for health officials, particularly in Europe and the Mm. uh, United States. So what's the situation like in those places? Yeah, it's uh, not looking very good. An AFP tally of official figures, including those from Johns Hopkins University, shows Europe has surpassed 100 million cases of coronavirus since the pandemic began nearly two years years ago. That is equivalent to more than a third of cases declared worldwide since the uh, start of the pandemic. Uh, Nearly 5 million of Europe's cases were reported in the last seven days alone. Now, 17 of the 52 countries or territories that make up Europe set single-day new case records, mainly due to the Omicron variant. More than a million of those cases were reported in France as well, so it's emerging as a hotbed. And uh, it has joined the US, the UK, India, Brazil and Russia to become the sixth country to confirm more than 10 million cases since the pandemic. Uh, COVID-related deaths, however, are decreasing in Europe. Mm. Uh, uh, They're recording uh, an average of 3,400 deaths a day over the past week. That's Mm. a 7% drop from the previous week. Mm. Um, People in the continent are now, on the whole, more vaccinated uh, than the worldwide average as well. So we Mm. could see those numbers come down in the near future. And because, I mean, that seems to be an important part of the conversation. Again, are people fully vaccinated with the booster shots? Because it seems based on the recent studies out Mm -hmm. of the UK, um, the Omicron variant appears to be much less deadly, again, than Mm. the Delta variant, right? The possibility of you being hospitalized or resulting in a fatal situation is Mm. less likely if you're fully vaccinated. Um, uh, You did mention the United States briefly. Mm -hmm. Uh, How are things looking there? Well, uh, average daily infections are at a record for 400,000 doubling in the last seven days. Now, hospital admissions from COVID are also rising again. Uh, Several states have mobilized their national guards to help provide medical care amid staff shortages. Uh, Texas is is asking for federal help as well, so it's struggling there. Cases in Florida have risen by nearly 950% in just two weeks. Uh, New York State recorded over 85,000 new cases on the last day of uh, 2021. That's the high highest one-day total in the state since the pandemic. Uh, Washington, uh, D.C. and other eastern states are also emerging as hotspots uh, as well. So it's a bit uh, concerning there. All right. Thank you very much, Aram, for our thorough coverage. As always, I'll You're see welcome. you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.